episode 105 of We the Gamer Cast. It's the official podcast of WeTheNerdy.com. I spit up in my mouth a little bit, so it's a little weird. I'm a little sick. Thank you so much for listening. This show publishes on iTunes and Google Play and mother-loving YouTube every single Monday, whether I'm sick and coughing and I don't know how I'm getting through this. I might sound a little weird to you guys. Thank you so much for being here once again, returning after last week. I really appreciate it. Thank you guys for rating us on iTunes and sharing. And a big special thank you and a high five to our executive producers, Nick Militia from Next Level Games, Joel Brooks, James Johnson, Dr. Doom, Jesse Armstrong, Sheldon Benedict, Glocko Schaefer, David Ray, Joey Hair, and Mike Drummy. Holy crap, there's a lot of you guys. Thank you so much because you have made us better. Once again, we've hit another milestone And this show is going to be more coming to you, more coming at you. A lot of you guys have been requesting for return guests. You you have your favorites. Some of you have been on the show and you want to come back. Now it's going to happen. Starting in October, we will have recurring guests. But I'm getting a little ahead of myself because if you're new, here's the deal. Every week I have Sweet Hangs with a Stranger from the Internet. And we talk about video games, sometimes a lot more, sometimes just video games. And it's amazing. And if you want to be part of the show, just tweet at me. It's at Sean Capri, Sean like Connery Capri, like the pants. Uh, I referred to last week. Thank you guys for coming back. And a very special thank you once again to Luke Lore and everybody who reached out to him and to me. And uh, I won't... I won't mention names because it's a very it was a very personal episode and a very personal response that I got from a lot of you guys and I just want to say thank you. Um, I'm glad. I think I think it helped a little bit. It definitely I know that it helped me and I think that it helped uh, quite a few people out there. And whether or not like this is something that touches you quite as personally, I think it was maybe just interesting. It was a different episode, that's for sure. So if you missed it and you want to know what I'm talking about, go back to episode 104, Luke Lore. It will go down as like I said, one of the I'll just say it's one of the most important episodes, at least for me and this show, as I've mentioned a hundred times and last week just reaffirms it, this show has just enhanced my life more than I could ever imagine. And I thank you guys so much for just being here on this ride with me and again, supporting us on Patreon or if all you, if we're listening, just being here is amazing. Checking us out on youtube.com slash we the nerdy. I really appreciate it, guys. This is incredible. I don't know where this energy is coming from, to be honest with you. Like, I feel like ass. I I feel like, like I'm actually kind of sweaty, just kind of like talking here. It's not particularly hot. I've been kind of just fighting a bit of a cold and and taking special Canadian cold medicine. (laughs) Uh, I'm feeling a little woozy these days, actually, just with all the all the drowsy medication that I've, that I've been trying to knock myself out, but also having a baby is hard. Like it's hard to really give yourself the rest when you've got, you know, a kid who, who will wake up in the middle of the night or needs a a diaper change, whether I'm the one doing it or not. It's, it's, it's a little tough. So I'm just dealing, I'm just dealing with that right now, but this show, you get to amp it up a little bit and it's amazing. I want to make sure I'm not missing anything here, guys. Let me just take a quick second. David Ray. Here's a special shout out to David Ray. I'm so sorry, man. Speaking of crazy schedules and stuff, I swear to goodness, I like we. I've been trying to hook up with Dave for like two weeks, play some games. Let's do it this week, man. Let's just pick a night. Let's make it happen. I gotta play some games. I'm loving all the multiplayer stuff that's happening these days. I feel like it started with Splatoon, and then all of a sudden, everybody wants to play multiplayer. Now it's with Destiny, and there's so much else. We gotta play some Titanfall with Luke Lore. Everything, guys. Let's make it happen. There was an Overwatch weekend. Uh, played a little bit with uh, the informant, Annie Penzik, and Johnny Casino. I'm going to say it really fast so I don't mess it up. 
I probably still did. Sorry, guys. Uh, I think I maybe, I, I, guys, I'm curious to know if, if you're going to jump on that. I've got it on PlayStation. Maybe double dip on Xbox because I'd rather just play there, to be honest with you guys. But um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm pumped about all these games. I'm excited. I played the Forza 7 demo and I love that game. You guys already know that about me. I love Forza. I think it is the pinnacle of racing games. I played Project Cars 2, rated that or reviewed that on We The Nerdy. I don't get it. I don't like it. I don't think it's playable. I don't understand. This is a very strange thing. I think I skipped this last week because I didn't really want to talk too much about anything else other than what we were going over last week. But I don't understand what I'm missing with Project Cars. It is so hard. And I'm trying to draw a connection to Dark Souls and Bloodborne where I was able to turn that corner. And I feel like I've turned a corner pardon the pun, with Forza, with motorsport. That's always been like the very intimidating racing sim. And I, and I can, I can grasp it. I can, I can put my hands around that wheel and I can, I can play Forza. I feel like Project Cars 2 is missing that on-ramp. It's like, if you don't get it, it's a big middle finger to you. And I don't like that. I don't think the game should be built that way. I think there should always be a way for people to, to just jump in. That's all I'm going to say about that. And I feel like that is there for Bloodborne and Dark Souls, by the way. It, it is there. I didn't see it with my time with Project Cars, unfortunately. Um, I talked a little bit about that on my other show, the Xbox Drive, which I record with Dave Moore every week. That drops every Thursday, it seems. We record every Thursday. And I think, I think we're just going to stick to Thursdays. And I record it while I drive to work with a safely, hands free, of course. Um, but hopefully you guys can squeeze that into your podcasting time. It's about a half an hour. It's my commute. So hopefully it matches up with, with your commute. I think that, um, that's pretty nice. So yeah, man, just playing some Destiny, uh, Destiny 2. I wanna, maybe, maybe this is for Adam Leonard. I'll just go on a, t- on a tangent for 10 minutes here and talk about Destiny 2. I don't know, I'm just kidding. Mario Rabbids, I'm playing a little sports games. So just to kind of give you guys a little idea, if you have any of these games and we wanna jump in, let's do this. My, my gaming time pretty consistently has been, I would say safely like 9 p.m. Mountain Standard Time and beyond and uh that's it man that's it's been good i hope you guys have been doing great i hope you had a good week i hope this week is great for you and also um quick moment of silence for our backlogs because it's gonna get nasty here everybody we have we have we're venturing into fall i don't know about you i've seen a lot of the the forecast from wherever you guys are living and uh, it's not what it's what it is here we are in the middle of fall heading into winter <laughs> and the gaming is right there with the weather man like it's like as soon as destiny hit we've got mario coming up we've got forza coming up it's just madness and maybe some of you are playing madden even too so good luck to everybody i hope that your backlog is treating you well i feel like i want to do what johnny casino has recently done which is make like compile a list of all the games and maybe come up with some sort of plan i feel like that might end up in a really uh, i might just not want to do that but for some reason i feel like that is it helps me accomplish something does that make i feel like some of you guys might know what i'm talking about like making the list at least just trying to conceptualize how bad is it (laughs) Because right now I feel like it's insurmountable. It may be, but maybe if I list them out, I can uh, maybe just weed some out and weed some out and just put them away forever. That might make me feel a little bit better. But anyways, I've rambled on, guys. I, I've missed doing this. 
it's been a little while since I, I've done that, and hopefully you guys enjoy this show. We're back on track. We're going to talk a lot about video games, uh, our love about video games, with my my very good friend, Toby Thornton, who you guys know, of course, previously of the GeekCast, now on the Nintendo PlayStation podcast. He, You make him better as well by supporting us on Patreon.com slash MakeUsBetter. And this is so amazing. Toby and I have podcasted so often together. I was on the very first episode of the Nintendo PlayStation podcast, and we talked after the show about how we should do this more often. And I think we should. This was amazing. I hope you guys really like it. Please follow Toby. He is at Toby's underscore take. Here he is, Toby Thornton. It, the the, uh, the intro goes, Mama had a chicken. Mama had a cow. Dad was proud. He didn't care how. <laughs> I'm still getting over a bit of a cold, so every time I every time I laugh, I'm gonna I'm, I might die just a little bit. Yeah, and there's a character in it who I love called Boneless Chicken, and he is literally a chicken <laughs> without bones. <laughs> and he just spends all day on the sofa like melting basically like half on the sofa half off oh and my he's just god sort of, he sort of encompasses that feeling of laziness of not mm. being able to do anything just being stuck on the sofa like boneless oh. chicken toby well i hope that didn't ruin it because i wanted to start today's show like i do each and every week with our geek outs actually i literally start never never <laughs> starting my geek outs <laughs> I hope I hope this is putting you on the spot or anything, but what are you geeking out about, man? <laughs> Turns out well, this is a really great way to start the show. Well, yeah, I mean, I've already done a geek out today, so I'm sort of I've I've blown my geek out load already. <laughs> so <laughs> I was, you know, I was geeking out about us reaching our Patreon goal, so that now I've got two videos a month coming. Dude, that is but, I I might be your number one fan of your videos, by the way. Yeah, like... it feels that way. And I, I love that. That's brilliant. Um, but I'm planning on doing something a bit different. Rather than having two episodes of the same series mm-hmm. every month, I've got an idea for a second series. Mm-hmm. And actually, I Scoop. need to ask you for something. Okay. So Should we just talk uh, about it right now? Yeah, sort of. Um, I, you know, I could tell you what the thing is. I mean, should I just... Let's come just, out with it what let's it is just workshop it out in the open man uh, all right so um the idea is it's called the cheapest game at the store and the idea <laughs> is i want to go either go out to a shop or go onto the playstation store find the very cheapest game i can buy or one of the cheapest games buy it without even looking at it and then just see how good or bad it is toby this is the best idea ever where did this come from? This is amazing. Well, I don't know. I just thought, like, what could I do for a new video series? And I thought, you know, I don't want it to cost too much. I, I don't want it to be, <laughs> like, uh, too similar to what I'm already doing. So mm-hmm. I thought maybe this will be a bit fun. And So anyway, I've come up with an intro song. Okay. And it's got music that I've written this. and lyrics. Okay. And Are the you thing is, like... It? No, I'm not gonna play. Oh, it looks um, like you're looking at like your phone or something, as if you're like queuing well, it up. I was, so I I was gonna, I was gonna um, read you the lyrics. Okay. Um, but the thing is, like, I, you know, I play guitar. I'm mm-hmm. okay. At it. I'm not like a, an expert or anything. 
and 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 I sing as well, but I know that I'm not a great singer. Mm-hmm. So I'm the same as you, man. So I've recorded an acoustic version of it on my computer, um, but I'm not sure if it's good enough. So Bobby tells me that you sing and play guitar. No, I but I'm the same. Like I know a couple chords. Like I can like I play along with other music, and then I, I feel, all right. So you know I'll tell you what. I will. I will send you an audio copy of this song oh i can't wait and then i'll give you the two it's only two chords so it's very very easy uh-huh and i want you to try it if you want to, to record your version of it oh, and then we'll, we'll we'll see i've got a guitar right here you should just tell me right now and then we'll just we'll just do this right now wouldn't that just be amazing <laughs> if you could just like i don't even know if this thing is in tune it's so old it's got more dust on it than i am embarrassed about yeah. It. No, let's not I, do that. I, I got I people have, excited um, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone was like, ooh, free oh show. Oh my god, it's gonna be a guitar. Oh yeah. no, no, it's not happening, guys. Sorry. I got people sleeping, I got dogs sleeping in the next yeah. room. It's not happening. So I'll read you the lyrics quickly. Okay. Uh you know it doesn't matter if you're really poor. You can always go and buy the cheapest game at the store. <laughs> Well, don't buy Mario, and don't buy Zelda. Don't you even buy Gears of War. <laughs> Save your money instead, and buy the cheapest game at the store. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> so, I yeah. freaking love it. Because I was worried that you were going to start running out of games. Well, I don't even know. I mean, this may still be a problem, because you're not. it's not like you're closing one for the other. Um, mm. But if you were to ramp up to four a month or whatever it's going to end up being, that you're going to run un- end up running out of games that that you know are great that everybody else either doesn't know about or or that they hate, like that's yeah. pretty challenging. The thing is, like the the sort of description of that video series, it, it's just basically it's hidden gems, right. and you know I'm bit, I'm playing a little bit fast and loose with it because I know mm. that there are fans of Kirby's Dream Course. It's just not a vocal my like vocal majority of people so right. uh, you know i've got plenty of games that i know that i love that i don't really hear people talking about and i think that you know it's going to be a long time before i run out of games I oh could that's do. good to hear because you have a really interesting way i think i found like from the very early days of of the the geek cast i'm like man toby's just got this way of like making me like interested in a game that i either want to play or haven't gotten to yet or like the way that you you used to do those Zelda videos, the um, the dungeon. You used to describe all the dungeons. Oh, yeah. I just, yeah. I always... Actually, why don't you talk about that? Because where can people find those? And, like, wh- where did that all come from? Because you, you're very analytical. Yeah. But talk about so, it in a way that's interesting. Yeah, that comes from a place of me really wanting to be a game designer. Oh, okay. Like, that's, like, deep down, like, a dream of mine that I know will probably never happen. But I thought, you know, my favorite... A game series is Zelda, mm-hmm. and ever since I was little, I've really just enjoyed those games, especially the dungeon side of it. So, you know, when I was little, I used to make my own dungeons on the carpet out of pogs. Do you know what pogs are? Oh, of course. Actually, we got yeah. Chelsea's collection in the garage. We just found yeah. them at her at her parents' place. So I used to spread them out on the floor and make my own dungeon layouts. And I'd have instead, uh, yeah, because I didn't have a Link character or anything. Mm-hmm. So instead, I had a little Garfield toy, <laughs> and that was my Link. And I used to go through the dungeon with that. And I was like making my own sort of Zelda dungeons out of it. So 
And then, so, I, you know, I've always been interested in these games, and I thought, wouldn't it be interesting to sort of explain to people what makes the dungeons so good mm-hmm. in Zelda games? What made your dungeons uh, good? Um, the pogs, the slammers, <laughs> yeah. And um, I would have, like, secret walls that you would turn a pog ground to get through and stuff, like... <laughs> Yeah. I so was it just for you? Could you bring friends over or anything to like? Try no, it, it was. Out? Like, it was, was it playable it, at all? It, it was single player. It was just me like going around the dungeon. Like I used to make cards as well. I've got somewhere. I've got some little real life cards that I've made. I've drew like I drew pictures of Link and Zelda and Ganondorf and an ocarina, a bit like Pokemon oh, cards, really. It. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, dude, that's awesome. Where is that stuff? Uh, well, the the videos are on Bobby's channel. But what about um, the cards and everything? Like, do you still ca- have the, all the things that you yeah, made? Yeah, I've still got the cards. I think they're over there on that shelf somewhere, maybe. I don't know. How many they're shelves like, do you have? Like, now I'm looking at a different camera angle, and, like, it's funny because we both have, like, the same Ikea shelf yeah, in yeah. the back, but it almost looks like we're, we may be in the same room. They're just, like, yeah. different walls. <laughs> yeah, we're just opposite each other. Yeah, we're actually recording live from Ikea right yeah. now we've traveled to this is very strange we were looking at like we got our little computer desk that we've got set up in there we actually put a real computer in there instead of the cardboard screens no i'm just kidding that's not what's happening everybody i was gonna say it's a little awkward that we're both not wearing any trousers or pants but you know <laughs> i mean we're we're role-playing we're role-playing yeah. a little bit what's your what's your favorite zelda man um it's gonna have to be a link to the past is it yeah I guess you just didn't you just say that on a video that um yeah that your favorite game of all time yeah pretty much yeah. um you know I love that one and actually a link between worlds is very close to Dude, that as well yes I, okay so I haven't played every Zelda as Bobby reminds mm. me all the time but I like that might be my favorite like of all time a link between worlds i think is so incredible so easy to pick up like if you've never mm-hmm. played a zelda game like i feel like that's the one that you give people maybe yeah. i don't know if i don't know what you think about that yeah i mean it's super flexible and mm-hmm. very smooth like the pacing's brilliant um when you when it sort of lets you off the reins a bit um after the first couple of dungeons then it is very exciting to sort of explore the world mm-hmm. um i think the downside to that game is the item management system like um, the rental th- system yeah i think mm. that the design of the dungeons is let down a little by the fact that you have to rent an item to go into it in the first place it's not like you're discovering an item in there which is you know because D- zelda dungeons are so great in with well, the classic dungeons are great that you go into them without the item that you find in them and Mm. it's like a big the whole dungeon's like one big puzzle that everything the rooms interlock and it's like a maze and when you find that key item you suddenly have a different way of looking at the dungeon and Mm -hmm. looking at the the entire puzzle you know it's like it gives you a different perspective to it right so nice man well okay so like what I've heard you talk about Breath of the Wild and how, like, there's not real like, the dungeons really aren't really dungeons. And so, mm-hmm. like, now we've got a link between worlds. We've got a Breath, Breath of the Wild. Like, are we getting away from the classic dungeons? Like, do you see Nintendo going back to that ever? Um, it certainly feels that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a little disappointing to me. Um, but I'm hoping that Nintendo will see a little bit of the cri- criticism in the, like, 
people still have nostalgia for those mm-hmm. dungeons and i think they need to find like a happy medium between the two design philosophies yeah what about the DLC? you know like, like like what about the champions the the, the bear what the hell is it called the ballad of the champions the champions yeah ballad i mean what do we really know about that? that's the I thing mean, like what if this is all dungeons i mean i don't know i feel like that might be asking for a lot yeah um i think they just mentioned they originally mentioned one new dungeon, but was mm. yeah. I mean, I still think that if there is a new dungeon, it's probably not going to be anything like the classic dungeons. Well, I'm sad for you, Toby. Yeah, I want, I want you to have sad. your dungeon. Like, I don't get, yeah. I don't get as upset about it because personally, like, and that's why I like your videos because it, it kind of lets me appreciate the dungeons in a new way. Where like otherwise, I might just be frustrated. Where I'm like, mm-hmm. I just don't get it. Like, this is making me feel stupid. The moments where I do feel smart, then they're kind of fleeting. Where I'm like, oh, I figured it out. Oh crap! Now I'm still just running around. But I like, yeah, I like your take on it. I like Toby's take on it. Yeah, <laughs> Toby's underscore take. Everybody, uh, because yeah, man, it, it's just kind of like, and maybe it's because I haven't played them over and over again. Like, I honestly don't even know if I've played. I've played like the beginning half of Twilight Princess maybe three times. And I still haven't really like locked down those dungeons, and that's the most that I've played like any one portion mm-hmm. of a Zelda game. Um, maybe the first half an hour of A Link to the Past, I've played that probably twelve times. I've like yeah. started it at, like forever, um, but I guess I just don't have that like intimate knowledge. But anyways, yeah. I wanted to get back to you talking about becoming a game designer, and this is always a dream of yours. How mm-hmm. is this like? Have you have you worked towards is becoming a game designer aside from building the dungeons in your on your floor with garfield Uh, yeah um so there's a a pc software program called rpg maker oh yeah and this was my first sort of foray into like actual game design Mm -hmm. and a a lot of people think oh it's a bait program for babies like because there's no real programming involved but you know there's a there is a degree of knowledge of the software itself that you need to have to be able to make a decent game and basically this program is designed for you to make your top down 16-bit style role-playing games like Mm -hmm. from the SNES era so I've always been into them since uh, I think RPG Maker 2000 was the first one I didn't realize it was that old yeah I think there's even some before that I think there's okay but um but yeah like I've basically bought every single version of it since then up to the latest one which is called rpg maker mv and okay toby this is where your real nerd cred is shining yeah i always (laughs) like to point that out for everybody like okay we all like video games that's normal okay this is this is the nerd cred yeah and so i always dabbled in it and made sort of little miniature games and stuff but Mm -hmm. uh, over the past few years i really got deep into it and I started making my own action RPG in this engine. And the thing is, this this game engine isn't designed to be an action RPG like Zelda. It's supposed to be a turn-based RPG. Okay. So I've man- manipulated the, the way you can play design games in it to create my own action RPG. Mm-hmm. And it works to like a degree, but I kept running into like certain weird issues like... A collision is a big thing like okay having you have to put you can have, a collision into this game or into this well, engine? yeah yeah because like to make an action rpg you've got to make it so that 
your sword swing is it's really hard to explain to somebody who doesn't know the program but basically it's tile based uh-huh. and your character can move from one tile to another and you've got an enemy that's in his own tile but to make a sword swing you program it so that if your character or if the player character presses a certain keyboard button say it's the enter button Mm -hmm. then it it will make an event which is a sword which is off screen it appear in front of the character (laughs) play, play an animation of a sword swing yeah and then if that tile touches an enemy then this will happen and it will take health away from the enemy and knock them back or if they hit you then you get damage so it's 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 really complicated how how long does that take it takes a long time but so does any game design and i mean i guess and that's the thing like as soon as you said collision it reminded me of i can't remember who was just talking about this but the fact that like you have to program in like when a like in a shooter when a bullet either hits a wall it has to stop or has to like yeah or has or when it hits an enemy it has to like take off certain damage and yeah yeah. you just don't you don't think of that or even yeah. like menu design or like yeah. where one thing takes you to the next and like that could man i i would fail at even just designing a menu never mind yeah. designing a game so i was making all my own artwork for it like pixel art and everything and Dude, holy crap even for a while i because i thought this is too much for me to do all on my own because mm-hmm. i have a full-time job and everything so i asked Bobby Pauls, the Nintendo guru himself, to contribute to my project. And for a while, we were working together behind the scenes. He was making art, and I was importing it into the game and everything. No way! I didn't know that! Yeah, so... When did you do that? This must have been uh, before his daily streams and his 16 different podcasts. It was probably about a year ago now. Oh, okay, Um, that's not that bad. That's not too, too long ago. So he was the Nintendo guru? Yeah. I think so. It was just at that transitional period, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, Bobby was taking on more and more stuff like he does. And, you know, I felt like I was asking him for too much. And so we sort of just abandoned that project. But So he stopped delivering yeah. is what you're saying. Yeah. All right. That was a really nice way of letting him off the hook. <laughs> in a roundabout he was, way. He was busy and whatever. But, yeah, no, he just totally let me down 100%. Yeah. Anyway, so... <laughs> <laughs> Man, because I've had, like, multiple projects, like, going on at the same time. I've never, like, one of my biggest, like, disappointments in myself is that I've never finished a game that I've made. Mm-hmm. So nobody other than me and maybe my friends are able to play them. And that's always been, like, a big disappointment, like I said. Like, I one day I, I just want to finish and have a game I've made out there for other people to play. Well, if it makes you feel any better, it doesn't seem like anybody's finishing their games. They just put them out. So maybe yeah. you should just do that and just pass them for the rest of your life. Yeah. What's There's the another... closest? What's the game that's closest to being released? Uh, right, there was another game that I was working on before the action RPG. It was a sci-fi game. And it was called Nova Skies. And, no way. <laughs> yeah, and it was about these two guys that were based on me and my friend Mike, mm-hmm. and uh, they were framed for murdering someone at a train station. And the the actual murderer was killing uh, young people and stealing their organs. And it's this whole big, like, pl- yeah, like crazy plot. And there was these two different cities one's like up in the sky and it's like a real posh 
futuristic city with monorails and floating vehicles and everything and then there's another like slum city that's lower down and everything's a shanty town and everything and the story the story was like about these two different sort of people getting together and working together from these two different sort of social dynamics and i had a, a character switching ability where you could swap between different characters and they would remain on screen and each character would have their own unique ability so like one person's a hacking expert and they can hack into computers and security cameras and stuff i had like mini games for all these like hacking abilities what in the world yeah and uh then another character is a like a demolition expert and he could lay bombs and he could like he was like a mechanic guy. He could turn on and off electricity. He could turn valves that would make gas appear like out of pipes and everything. Mm-hmm. And, and then there was another character. I can't, I can't remember what his skill was, but okay, yeah, this like... is this is something else, man. Because like I've heard a lot of people talk about, I want to be a game designer, and like I don't really know what I would do, and blah blah blah. And it's like you have like that that knowledge from it seems like almost every aspect, like. You could just do that. Like, you could just do concept. Like, just write a game. Yeah. And then have somebody else come in and do, like, the, the programming and engine building and everything like that. Like, oh, yeah. Like, you just need to pick something. Like, just just choose it and, like, go go make, go make call up Jules. I mean, ultimately, I, I just want a partner to make a game with me so mm-hmm. that we can support each other and encourage each other to finish our work, you know, because you get caught in a vacuum like when you're doing something on your own and you're working so hard on it and you're constantly questioning is this good is this fun is it worth my time Mm -hmm. and after a while you get caught in a slog and you and you think this is taking so much time and effort i doubt if anyone's ever going to play this like Mm -hmm. am i just wasting my time are you worried about being the british philfish well yeah like I mean, you get you get <laughs> you actually feel like for that this... guy if you watch that yeah if you yeah. watch the indie movie uh, exactly. documentary you just get caught in this sort of I don't know it's like a almost like a depression of like mm-hmm. and I think that happens to a lot of game developers especially ones that do it on their own yeah well it's this like huge pressure on top of like already it's a it's a creative mind that creates these things right like it's it's a mm-hmm. um, it's an artistic mind uh, who creates games, and those always like typically have a bit of a propensity to being very down, very hard on yourself. Like you're always going to be your your own worst critic, and yeah. and it's about more than just like the product itself. But you're right, like the the amount of time this is coming up with, and then you start like one thing leads into another, and I, that that path that you just described, a hundred percent, man. Like, mm. like so, is that something that keeps you away? Like, what do you do? What do you do now that maybe takes up the time away from what you would normally spend uh, developing, like game, developing <sighs> games or de- like developing the skills to make games? Um, I don't know. I guess it's like I, I spend a lot more time playing games now because mm-hmm. when I was making games, that takes a lot of your free time away from playing games. Mm-hmm. So like, there was a period of time when I was really deep into it that. I'd go for weeks without playing anything because I'm spending so long making my own game. When was and... that? Like, what games were you foregoing to do that? Was that GameCube I mean, that was kind of thing? no, that was like Wii U era. Like, oh, okay, so that leads in one of my questions I had from Bobby. Actually, he asked, yeah. "Why does Toby hate the Wii U?" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate the Wii. U. Well, I, I I hate the console, 
but okay. I don't I don't necessarily hate the games that were on it. Okay. Like I think I think it's just a terrible system and it's got a lot of flaws and I know I uh, you know I've gone on and on about it and people disagree with me all the time. People love the Wii U and you know I don't knock people for enjoying that console. It's just it's frust- it's a frustrating experience for me. I think you should be so. allowed to hate it, Toby. I think you should be more than allowed to hate it because yeah. you're actually one of very few people who even owned it to form an opinion on it. Yeah, this. yeah. <laughs> but um, the, the thing is that it led to the Switch. But I yeah, guess that's exactly. not really a... Like, if that's its best quality, is that it, like, laid on its sword to to allow the Switch yeah. to resurrect from its ashes? Is that, yeah, is yeah. that really a thing? I think it was just the Humble Pie console, console for Nintendo. You know... Mm-hmm. Sony went for it as well with the PlayStation 3, although that was very successful, but there was a time when it was very expensive, nobody was buying it, and they were very cocky at the start, and I think they had to fix the error of their ways, and the PlayStation 4 was a massive success, and I think the same thing is happening with Nintendo. So, Can I ask you, do you think, do you think the Switch having all of its success, and it seems like it's not letting up, like holiday season really tells us pretty mm-hmm. much everything we'll ever really need to know. Assuming that that the switch just continues to like skyrocket, I want to know your opinion on this. Do you like is Nintendo deserving of the success story that it's having this year? Is this like is this right? Like there's still I've been reading a lot of articles about the Switch's an early access console and all uh-huh. these other things. Like there's a lot of features that people want that work sort of like okay, it's fine that it's not there. Mm-hmm. What's your what's Toby's take on on this this crazy rebound that Nintendo's having with the Switch? So I think the Switch is a mixture of things. It's it's kind of like, you know, it's a great console. It's very sleek and well-designed for the most part. You know, there's a few niggles with, with the design. Niggles. like Yeah, like the, uh, the dock itself, I mm-hmm. think the design of that's not very functional to a lot of people's home setup. Um, because it's upright? Right? Yeah, and the, the kickstand, I think, is a little bit of an issue for some people but i think overall it's a very well designed console it mm-hmm. runs like it runs very quickly and smoothly i think the battery life is great for what it does totally it, you know i was very surprised by that um the games that are out for, for it for the most part um are very good but you're totally right people are right in that it is an early access thing it's released mm-hmm. too soon it is underbaked like when it came out it was still soggy in the middle and soggy. <laughs> yeah like it was it's a little bit raw in the middle okay and, we won't eat it just yet yeah so it, it needed a bit more time in the oven and uh-huh. <laughs> i think that's you know nintendo have done a good job um with keeping up with the flow of games mm-hmm. getting third parties and indies to really fill those gaps you know, like the indie games are like the the chocolate chips of the console. You know, and you know, every now and then, hungry, you get, you, yeah, every now and then you get a little chocolate chip like Steamworld Dig or Snake Pass or whatever that's like very Moorish and nice, and that sort of fills fills the gaps between all the the the, the main part of it. But um, yeah, like I think that they've had actually they've done a very good job this year with Zelda and Mario looks exceptional. Mario and Rabbids is a really good partnership. I think Nintendo was very, very smart to do that with Ubisoft. Mm-hmm. And I think that now that Bethesda's going all in, like next year, I think they're going to keep the ball rolling. And 
as long as they keep up with the sales, then these third parties are going to be going all in as well. So they must be. And it's funny because like we as gamers, I think we come up with doomsday situations very, very quickly. Like I've definitely been one of them just like from the January reveal of this is never going to take off. I can't believe they're leading with arms and one, two switch. Like really guys, this is what we're getting with this thing. (laughs) And I wasn't going to be the one to, to buy it first day. And then you know, Nintendo does a really nice job of, of releasing it in March, and, and Breath of the Wild is amazing, and then they come out with that Indies, or the first Indies Direct, everything looked mm-hmm. really good, and then even after that, even after, like, that seemed to be enough to go, are you guys satisfied? Is this is this good? You, you've got a really nice playbook of what to expect for the next couple of months. People go, yeah, but what about 2018? Meanwhile, on the other side of the camp, you've got Sony talking all about 2018. Everybody's guys, everybody's like, yeah, but what about 2017? Like, what is yeah. wrong with people? I can't yeah. like, just enjoy things, I guess is my point. There was an interesting article um, where Reggie was talking about that, the way that Nintendo keep their cards very close to their chest. Yes. And he was saying that they don't like to talk about things too far in the future because they don't want to disappoint fans when plans aren't exactly nailed down yeah, so like zelda wii u yeah like they sh- they probably learned from that mm-hmm. I, you know because since then they've not really announced too many games that far in the in the in the distance you know mm-hmm. and i think that's a, a smart choice but it does leave sort of questions about next year you know what have the fans really got to look forward to next year we got a little bit of kirby and, and yoshi on the horizon but yeah. but like you know, there's no mention of Smash or Pikmin or F Zero or whatever. Like, who knows when Metroid's coming? You know. Yeah, but at least it's coming. But I think that it's yeah. like one of those things. I think if you have nothing to talk about this, year, like for this year, then you go, "What else do we got?" And you gotta like maybe reach a little further or deeper into the future. Mm-hmm. But if you have stuff right in front of you, like why would you skip over that to talk about yeah. 2018? I think these are conversations that people don't really have with themselves when just furiously writing in the comment forums of why they're upset with nintendo and why uh that certain podcasters are selling their switches because 2018 they don't they don't know what's happening in 2018 things like that yeah so i don't know man like i'm i'm kind of in the middle because ever since i've started driving to work and my switch time has actually gone down quite a bit like i actually have to really decide when it comes time to is it my time for xbox or is it time to for switch or the best uh, the best time for switch is toilet well, time it's poop time of course yeah so luckily and luckily i'm there you know I a few times a day pete i've got a friend my friend mike says that he can't see any reason to buy a switch because he would only play it docked mm. he thinks that he would never play it in handheld because he's never he's not really a handheld gamer but you know, I don't think he's realized the benefits of playing it on the toilet. No. No, I and mean, you lose circulation to your toes. That's yeah, got to have you, some sort of benefit to you. you get, yeah, exactly. You get tingly toes. Sometimes it's so bad when you stand up, you can't actually move. You just like, fall. You have, to, you have to wait for the blood to flow back in. That's right. That's right. You might as well yeah. just hop right into the bathtub or in some warm water on your lower exactly, everything exactly. below your waist. Yeah. yeah. You might as well wash up, actually. Just yeah. do that. It's, it changes your entire outlook on, on life. Yeah. So what about like what about like limited editions? Like are you are you um like disappointed that you like I don't know how many switches anybody really needs to own. And now they're starting to come out with like cool bundles and things, but as a day one owner, like there's no need for us to like go buy yeah. any of these new I, probably more exciting bundles. Well, I think the 
Nintendo have sort of shown the fans that they don't really do special edition consoles. Mm. Like the Wii, the Wii U had, I think, one special edition Zelda the console. Zelda. Yeah. But the only thing special about that was the gamepad. Yeah, what did and you think of that? I think that sucked big time. <laughs> um, and I was, not, really I was not disappointed that <laughs> I didn't wait to get that. Um, and the Switch, they've got a Mario Odyssey bundle. Like, how awesome is that? Custom console? No, oh, no. Console's exactly the same. It's just some red Joy-Cons. Like, yeah. what are Nintendo thinking with that? Like, they are so great at these special edition 3DSs. Why can't they actually do something cool with the Switch? Like, do you think it's coming still? Like, maybe they just haven't quite figured... Like, they're they're just no. trying to get these things out the door, man. Like, they're just... Uh, I think that if they were going to do it with Mario Odyssey, they would have gone all out. the one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably true. Because I was thinking the same, like, like, Splatoon. Like, I've been just kind of, like, waiting for, for something to happen. And then the Splatoon ones came out. And I'm like, those are cool Joy-Cons. But you could probably... <laughs> do they sell them separately? Um, I don't know. I know you, probably the thing is, not. They they are doing a good job with pro controllers. The uh, mm. Splatoon one looks pretty cool. The Xenoblade one looks cool. I'm surprised they didn't do a Mario one actually for that. Maybe it's, you'd think like maybe it's still coming, but they would have they would have announced it. Like it's crazy yeah. that this game is a month away. Oh yeah, I'm really excited about Mario Mario Odyssey. I'm not I'm not kidding, man. Like fall stresses me out. Like I've been struggling to keep up with games in 2017 as it is. <laughs> And Destiny is out right now, and I keep playing mm-hmm. that. Like, that's the game that I've actually been pulled back into for the first time in a long time. Like, mm-hmm. I'm playing Destiny for more reasons just to finish it, which is how I've played games for, I think, far too long. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just want to, like, it's just so easy to jump into. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, man. I, how many like, games have you bought this year that you've barely played? That's a great question. I've been, I've been getting better at that. Um, I bought Grand Theft Auto Five, and I played yeah. the first twenty minutes of that, and then I haven't. And yeah. like that, that's a game that I bought because it keeps showing up on top ten lists. And I'm like, yeah. I guess people are still playing this. Like, I want to play what people are playing, and that's the game that that I bought. I got yeah. Mass Effect Andromeda for my birthday, and I played a couple hours of that. I had like the the trial from EA Access, mm-hmm. and I didn't like what I saw. And then I waited for them to patch everything, and I still don't really like it. Like it was so. I think that the adjustments they made were very superficial. Like it didn't fix what I found to be a pretty boring game. Uh, Persona 5, that's actually my number one regret. If I, if I like, And it's not even like a full-on regret. It's just because mm-hmm. I love having the Steelbook case. Um, but I'm 10 hours into that, and I don't remember how to play it. And I hate that PlayStation 4 doesn't know how to do cloud saves. So my situation is a little weird because not? I go from upstairs to downstairs. Yeah. And it's not syncing properly. All right. So I, I went, because it's been yeah. so long since I played it. I just fired it up like last week. And it's been so long since I played. I'm like, this looks kind of familiar. I'm I'm going around. I played for a good half an hour. And I realized I've beat this dungeon already. Mm -hmm. And it's because it didn't sync up the saves. And I just, Mm -hmm. anyway, that's my PlayStation 4 rant. But Persona 5, how about you, man? Like, how many games you got sitting around that, like, Uh, I'm I'm gathering this question's coming from a a place. (laughs) I got a few. I got, um, I bought, at the start of the year, Resident Evil 7. It's oh, yeah. st- it's still in its cellophane. I've not oh, even opened it. No, just start it. Like the even though he plays like the first hour, it's excellent. I, I, I want to make an occasion of it for Halloween. Like I think if if I tie it to Halloween, then I might play it. Oh, but Evil Within is coming too, man. The uh, the Evil Within. I played the first Evil Within, and did you I beat it? No, I wasn't that keen on it because it 
I like. I enjoyed the gameplay of it because I'm a huge Resident Evil. Resident 4 Evil, fan. yes, totally. Re- Res- it is basically a Resident Evil Four semi sequel, mm-hmm. spiritual successor. But I had real technical issues with it. Um, PS4. E- yeah, Evil Within, like there, especially in the starting area, like there was whole rooms in the background that you could just see popping in and out, and what? like, l- like. The intro cutscene where they're in the van driving through the city, mm-hmm. like tw- twelve frames a second, like screen oh, tearing, no. like texture, like every time the camera swaps, there's no texture, and then all of a sudden it pops in, like stuff like that. It really draws me out of the experience. What the heck? Yeah. Um. But another game I bought, Gravity Rush Two. Mm. I played. I played like an hour of that and didn't keep playing it. One one hundredth of a, of that game. Yeah. Um. I bought. Did you, you have a Vita? No. Oh, okay. So you, what? Like, because that game, that Gravity Rush One, was on mm-hmm. Vita, right? And then this game kind of came to the to the PS4. Yeah, and then they ported the Vita One to PS4 as well. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, Horizon. Did you jump Zero... on that though? Oh, because because um, Easy Allies were raving about mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. and I was like, yeah, this sounds like my thing, and I played. I enjoyed what I played. I just didn't keep playing it. I think yeah. something else took my attention away. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah. So in Horizon, I'm with you on this one, man. I bought it. I played about two hours, and at the same time, I was playing Zelda, mm-hmm. and I was like, of course. "Huh, this Horizon's very handholdy. It's very clunky. I can't climb everything. It's a really beautiful game. I love the story element of it, but it, I just don't want to play it. I just want to play mm-hmm. Zelda instead." So that game has been that like if there's an award for like most conflicted of any yeah. game, like that's. Like, it has everything. The more I... And I talk to Johnny Casino about this all the time, and he describes it, and I'm like, why don't I like this game? Yeah, everything yeah. that you're describing is all I want in a game, and I just don't know why I didn't want to play it. And I was hooked on that game since, like, the first reveal. They've got the giant dinosaurs, and you pick yeah. up the different parts of it, like, with the pinpoint accuracy, everything. I should want to play that game. And I think, for me, if there's anything about it, I think it was just, like, the tribal stuff I didn't really connect with. All of mm-hmm. the discovering what happened I thought was brilliant. I thought it was amazing storytelling well, yeah, and discovering the thing, all that stuff. But it came I've, so late. I've heard great things about plot twists in, in that game and yes. about and I'm so intrigued about I could just look it up online, but I think maybe one day I'll get to it. <laughs> you know? Do you think like cause I, I look at sometimes like a uh, fall is almost like a, a new console generation where you're like I guess I'm just going to pack up everything I had previous to this <laughs> point and just like yeah. put in a box, lock it yeah. away because there's just my, my good friend, neighbor, Matt, who I often talk about, he did that. He, cause Xbox one wasn't going to be backwards compatible, of course. Mm-hmm. And he just like up and sold everything. Oh. And then of course we all know what happened. And he's just yeah. like, really? Yeah. So you shouldn't do that. I don't think. <laughs> do you trade in games very much? Um, occasionally, yeah. I mean, I've, I've done it more this year than any, any other year for some reason. I don't know. I just think I've like, uh, especially with my Wii U library, cause I bought a lot of Wii U games and that's because a console that's, yeah, that's a console that I'll probably never go back to. Like, I don't know. That's I'm really iffy about if I'll ever play it again. Both so, my brothers have a Wii U and they haven't upgraded to Switch or anything. They've got Wii mm-hmm. U's and PlayStation 3's and mm-hmm. every Sunday they're like, you want to play Mario Kart 8? I'm like, not on that thing. <laughs> yeah. like, not really. Like, I have it here. Like, it's... Yeah. like it's I could, and that's yeah. the disc inside. 
But like, guys, like yeah. you're gainfully employed. Can you just please like yeah. get with yeah. the times? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I even find it weird. I'm watching TV now, and and Mario Kart Eight Deluxe commercials are running on TV. Yeah, like Nintendo is so strange. I guess yeah. that's if you're gonna get somebody to jump in on Switch, that's the game that that you put in front. We mentioned Bobby Pauls. We mentioned Mike Drummy, and I had one more question from from Bobby. He asked. Um, What's it feel like to lose your best friend, Mike, to to Bobby? Yeah, what's the, what's the situation here? There's a bit of a feud building here. Okay. Like Bobby likes that. He likes to drive wedges in between. He people. does, he doesn't he? Good. Yeah, yeah, he really we'll does. Just, we'll just shit all over him for the rest of the show here. So you know, it's, it's coming to him. I'm just kidding. I love you, Bobby. We're all here because of him. <clears throat> yeah, that's right. Yeah, Bobby. Bobby secretly brings everyone together. That's right. Yeah, we'll just give him all the credit. Now mm. his head's enormous. Won't be able to walk through the door. So, sure, What's, sure. What, okay, I got a question for you now. All right, I'm, I'm going to switch the interview around. <clears throat> so earlier on, we were talking about my aspirations as a game developer. Mm. Do you have any big aspirations or dream jobs, as it were? Okay, I love this question, and I was actually asked this by by my new boss at work, and I was too shy to give him the real <clears throat> answer because, like, uh-huh. if I won the lottery. Okay, I think there's two different things. And I think I should ask this question for more people. I think if you if I won the lottery, like yeah. like the Powerball, like the American like $350 million, you don't have to worry about a damn thing for 100 yeah. lifetimes over. That's a great question. I love that question. Uh, me too, man. And you know what it would be? Like I would I would do this. Like I would I would podcast and I would stream, I would play games for a living and I would fund myself. So that I didn't have to worry about like giving up a full time gig to to do this. This is this would just be incredible. And it's funny how it seems like when people are well funded for their streaming, like they've got the great gear, they've got great background, everything looks great. That attracts more people, and like mm-hmm. those people tend to be more. Even though the, there's others who maybe aren't quite so well off, and they're trying their damnedest, and they just can't attract a crowd because everything mm-hmm. doesn't look quite right. Um, I think if I won the lottery, I would do this 100. percent Like this is the most fun that I've done I've ever done doing anything. And I've done like a lot of stupid creating things. When you talked about um, bending the RPG maker yeah. uh, to, in ways like neighbor Matt and I used to bend um, windows movie maker in strange ways. Like there was, there was hacks that you could use chroma yeah. keying. like before it wasn't made to use like blue screens or green screens behind you, but we found ways and we would cover my garage with a love poster stuff. board. Yeah. And like we would make driving scenes, like we we I'd be sitting in my car dude, and my that's garage awesome. door. I gotta find this coverage, dude, because like we used to do things like we drive around neighborhoods and and hang cameras out the window and get like the shot of the wheel turning, and we'd no have like way. these big chase scenes. It was me against like this. Um, uh, oh no, it was actually neighbor Matt against himself. It was he was a white ninja and a black ninja, but the black ninja was masked. And so the black ninja is chasing the white ninja around. And we run around to like this construction site and, and shot all these racing scenes. And then Dude. white ninja ends up blowing up. He he finds this like briefcase and discovers there's a bomb inside. And he's like, oh my God, it's a... And then it just explodes. And then the black ninja is there and he uncovers his mask and it's neighbor Matt underneath. And it's so bad, but it's so good. And it's all made on like Man. stupid Windows Movie Maker. So... That is awesome. Like, so you're a, a director, really? Oh man. Well, we used to do 
like my birthday parties used to be like reality TV shows. Like one day he went to the bathroom. Yeah. And I'm like, what if my birthday party we just like set up cameras everywhere oh, and we had man. drinking competitions and people would vote each other off of their teams and like none none of it made any sense. Yeah, it was yeah, so yeah. stupid. But we had like diary rooms, like Big Brother. Like people would sit on the deck and we had a green. Uh, sheet behind them and we could insert like different backgrounds and stuff sure, sure. you gotta get back to this dude like this was a thing I did used you to talk... did you study film no no we I just stu- messed I with stu- stuff dude i studied film at college and i was like that's another dream job of mine being a film yeah. director and a part of my college studies is i would make short films like what you were just describing mm-hmm. um a little bit more dark and twisted like not so much ninjas chasing probably each other. a little bit more substantial yeah <laughs> um but yeah like that's a another big passion of mine that i've not really got into for the past few years you know mm-hmm. so maybe one day we can collab on something that's that'd be thing, really man like some of these cool. things are so like that's why they talk about it takes the passion right because mm-hmm. A lot of times it doesn't pay the bills and I'm way too conservative to, to try anything like that. Mm -hmm. And even like the ultimate question, the ultimate answer to your question was like, if I were to go do anything else, I really Mm -hmm. respect and admire people who can just kind of like reinvent themselves and take Mm them like, and not take 17 steps back. Like I look Mm -hmm. like a guy like, like Peter Moore who, you know, went from Xbox to EA or even previous to Xbox. Like he just kept reinventing himself like he came mm-hmm. from like what duracell or something or something i can't remember he came something totally unrelated to games and then came into xbox and then launched mm-hmm. 360 and led that to everything and that now he's this was he the ceo of liverpool like oh yeah like, some football club yeah yeah man like yeah how the frick do you do that and like yeah. just he keeps moving up in the world and i think i don't even know what that is toby but like something that is really ultimately like the dream is like if I were to pick something and just go do it, that's that would just be incredible. I just don't know exactly what that is. I guess maybe something in like marketing in games like I, that's kind of what it's not as big a jump. But I guess that would be kind of like right now I'm in basically within the framework of charity and fundraising. And that mm-hmm. basically is the path that's set in front of me yeah. unless I were to go into even just something for profit would be pretty pretty different for me i mean career changes are massive because working takes up such a huge amount of time in your life Mm -hmm. like everything you do revolves around like your job and your lifestyle and you know pretty much everything you do costs money as well Mm -hmm. and just living costs just existing like me in this house right now i'm spending money like every every minute is rent money Mm -hmm. that's going through and so like having a big life change like that a job change is very very scary mm-hmm. and some people like peter moore can probably do it a bit more easy because they've got the financial uh sort of stability like he's a multi-millionaire probably so it's not like that's if true he, if he changes job and it doesn't work out he's on hard times like probably not but mm. you know so like if you were to go and change jobs and it doesn't work out then you might be in a bit more of a scary situation we're all starving yeah, We're exactly. Eat the dogs, I think. Yeah, I mean, well, you, hot, you know, hot dogs. You got a little Lincoln to look after, so he doesn't really eat much. Like Chelsea can pretty much sustain him for the next little while. Yeah, so that's, that's kind of good. That's that's actually great, though. I'm so grateful that that she takes care of that because, like, we don't have to spend money on formula or anything. And yeah, yeah that's we're very we're very lucky because I know that that doesn't work out for for everyone. I was having a bit of a moment before I came up to record. I wanted and... to talk to you. You never talk about this. 
with Bobby at all. Bobby no, doesn't give Bobby a damn. Doesn't, he doesn't care about children. He doesn't, so. I know. He doesn't care <laughs> yeah. about you. That's the no, thing. Yeah. Let's let's be. He cares about other yeah, kids. Yeah, let's be reason. honest. Yeah. <laughs> when like you're coming down to the wire, man. Like you've got yeah, a couple got months left. Eleven, ten, eleven weeks left. Okay. Okay, so things are getting serious. Yeah. How's she, how's she feeling? Um, she's starting to get a bit fed up. <laughs> <laughs> so we've we you know pregnancy is three stages right so you've got three trimesters mm-hmm. the first one she was very very tired all the time mm-hmm. um do you find you that know, nobody talks about that like i was surprised yeah and not that like i would i'd be like yes please sleep goodness gracious yeah. like the things that it you're was doing right now exactly like it's amazing that she's just growing life inside of her and yes. it's like it, that obviously takes a lot of energy so i don't blame her for being tired mm-hmm. and, and then you get to the second trimester and it's like this magical period of mm-hmm. every she's really happy she's not too large to be weighed down by it and all that you know there's lots of good things in the second trimester and then you start getting towards the end the third trimester and thing like she's getting bigger she's getting back pain she can't Mm. bend down to pick things up Uh she's a little bit more short-tempered with things and it's like yeah like you start getting to that you you obviously you know all about it more than i do Mm. but like yeah i'm 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 getting a little bit scared like is she liking it though otherwise like because there's definitely like things that, that are very uncomfortable yeah, but like, like Chelsea mean, really, she would describe like she really liked being pregnant. Yeah, um, I think she like she loves feeling her move in her yeah. stomach, and that's something that has surprised me that I've enjoyed a lot. Mm-hmm. Like every day now, like it's because she, she starts getting active at certain times of the day. Mm-hmm. So like after a meal, she'll start kicking around and stuff, or in the evening, she's very active before bed. So, like, just before I came up here to record, I was just, like, sitting next to Karina, hand on her bum, just feeling the kicks and the little Mm -hmm. scrapes on the skin. And it's, like, so weird. Like, the feeling Mm -hmm. of it is so weird. But it's almost like... So, you know, like, in those films, uh, you see two characters on different sides of a glass window or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone puts their hand on the window, and then you put your hand on the other side. Penny's boat. Yeah, exactly. It is a not Penny's boat moment. Not quite as dramatic as that, but but um, but yeah, like it, palm to palm, and it's mm. it's amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. So are you excited? Very excited. You've been, you've been yeah. excited from day one, which I love. Like this has yeah. obviously been the plan. Like how long have you guys been wanting kids? Has it been from kind of day one? Yeah, it. Uh, I mean, we always knew that someday we want kids, and we were trying for about a year, yeah. um, and it happened. So, yeah. I mean, every every time we go sh- like food shopping now, we buy mm. something baby related. Like, yeah, you can't not like whether it's a uh, an outfit or some kitchen gadget or like a piece of furniture or a teddy or something like you always get something so oh, I, look at the smile on your everybody's got to watch the video as soon as you talk <laughs> about this he's just ear to ear that is such yeah. a good sign i'm so happy for you guys and it's like so right around christmas is that what that works ends up working out to be like um, mid-december her due date is actually december 5th so that's great yeah you know you'll just have you'll have a couple days to get into xenoblade and then yeah. that's it. Yeah, you know, yeah. Well, you could sit in the hospital with your switch, and that'll be 
yeah. That was something I did do. I thought for sure, like... No way, Karina would kill me if oh. if I took a, a gadget like that there. She, Chelsea oh, encouraged no. me to do it, and I had really? I had both my Vita and my Switch with me, but I couldn't bring myself... I couldn't even bring myself, like, to go grab a bite of a sandwich. Yeah. Like, Chelsea was pushing for three and a half hours or whatever it was, and I'm like, yeah. I don't even think I can, like, leave. Like, And it's so funny, too, the things that... It's it's all about perspective and everything is relative. You're like, my feet hurt. Like, <laughs> yeah. really? Like, don't say anything. <laughs> yeah. I guess the unsolicited advice I would have is like, yeah. just don't don't say anything. Just keep it all. Well, actually, I don't know if that's helpful either. But the thing yeah. is, like, I, I, all right. So I don't get too far into this because it could get a little. But like, how squeamish are you? Like, Chelsea thought I was way more squeamish than I turned out to be. Like, I think right. I did pretty well with all that <laughs> i i'm i'm pretty squeamish and i'm worried about being in the room when it happens like am i gonna be the one who's on the floor sweating fainting like because i feel like you play enough video games like if it, it didn't turn you into a murderer so it probably hardened you enough for at least i don't, I don't know man i like we went to a doctor's appointment the other day oh no <laughs> and karina had a a, a blood test uh-huh. And I get real funny about needles and, and drawing blood and stuff. Yep. So does Chelsea, and actually. She hates needles. So, and Karina's got these veins that just disappear. Like, mm-hmm. they have real trouble getting blood. Oh, so they they, and, and, and they give, like, a running commentary of, like, what's happening. And so I'm sitting there next to I'm, like, not looking, right? Trying to look yep. at the floor, staring at my feet. Uh-huh. And then I can feel, like, my palms getting sweaty. And I'm like... I just sort of rubbing my palms, wiping them on my jeans, deep breathing. And then the lady goes, uh, you might want to go and have a lay down. So then I get up, go and lay down on the bed, like trying not to think about it because oh I'm feeling gosh. really weak. Uh-huh. And Karina's is there having her arms stabbed up and everything. So like, if that happens to me in that situation, what am I going to be like when it actually goes down? You know, okay, so a couple of things. Number one, I think if you do feel wheezy while it's happening, 100% understandable. Like, mm. it's just something that you've never... There's nothing that can prepare you for it. That's what people always said to me, and I don't know. I wish there was something I could offer other than the fact that, like, when you're in it, it just mm. grips you. Like, I don't know. I don't know if you've ever experienced anything like that in life where you're just, like, where you almost have to, like, you seize the opportunity Mm-hmm. You know what? You've proposed. Mm-hmm. That that gave you the, like it's something that like otherwise would like it's t- it's a terrifying concept. It's like yeah. oh, how am I ever going to do this? Getting married? Like you've taken steps that have like built you up in more ways than I think that that you recognize. And maybe these I, are yeah. things that you reflect upon after the fact. But it's one of those you're in the moment and you're like you just you just do it i don't know how else to describe it man i think that you're just gonna i think you're gonna be great i think the fact that you're so excited to be a dad Mm. um you're just gonna want to and also the partnership you have with karina i think like you're just gonna want to help like you just want to be there and like yeah man like whether or not like you're right up in it like waiting for the baby Uh, to come out of your face (laughs) like that's maybe something else yeah i don't think that's gonna be happening but but yeah, and like, like you, you worked yourself up on the stabbing. Like you know it's a thing. Yeah. You know, like that's so. This is totally new. So I actually think that that's even better that yeah, you can't yeah. prepare for it. You can't even begin to understand what everything looks like and all that kind of stuff. I think you can be the, good, dude. Yeah, I mean, I've watched birthing vlogs 
like on YouTube mm-hmm. of like couples that take the camera in with them. Obviously, they they don't show the gory stuff, but like the whole experience, like the emotions and everything that they feel is amazing. And I get emotional watching it, and I feel like what you're saying, you get wrapped up in the moment, mm-hmm. and it's not something that you're just gonna let want to lay down for, you know. Pretty much, like yeah. the this things, it sounds awful just for the fact of like how much time it takes mm-hmm. like when i remember thinking like oh my goodness people are in labor for like days how is that even possible or even for yeah. like half mm-hmm. of a day 12 hours i can't even drive for half of a day how am i gonna do yeah. how am i gonna be a support for for that long yeah and then like when you're in it like time is just so strange like it just even like you're you're in between pushes you're in between like everything is so segmented out and mm-hmm. i don't know maybe that makes it a little easier i don't know it just we're built for this like yeah. this is this is the yeah. most natural thing i can't wait for you dude and i oh it'll be we'll have like we'll have like lincoln and his little cousin from across the pond yeah podcasting together it'll be amazing yeah it's gonna be cool okay hey, man sh- sh- i've got a uh, one thing i want to ask you yeah um, man. so last last night no this morning actually first thing this morning you sent me a message <laughs> and uh you know i was very nervous about coming on here um but when i saw this message i was at ease okay because because <laughs> sean sent me a message saying i've made a horrible mistake <laughs> i'm just heading to bed talk to you soon so i was like oh okay <laughs> i can relax now <laughs> like sean's messing up i don't know what you did whether you want to share it or not but oh no i just played games too late oh you were just at, up too late right i was okay. just i was my mistake was that i was up too late i yeah. and i feel like i'm not doing myself any favors but i've been i've been kind of sick over the last week or so and it's yeah. been i was getting better monday tuesday like i was on if we were on nintendo on tuesday and i'm like okay if i can do this i'm feeling a little better like my throat was still kind of messy i went into work on wednesday and by the end of the day i'm like oh no oh this is why i stay home and then mm-hmm. i just kind of like got even more sick yesterday i had to go to a wedding and I should have been resting, and I should have got my sleep last night. Today, I'm a little... If you're watching the video, I'm a little red, and I'm a little sweaty. Like, this is just... I'm, I'm doing my best. I'm doing my best here. <laughs> this is... But this is not... This is not very pretty. But my mistake was was Destiny, man. I was yeah. playing... I was playing a little Overwatch with um, the informant, Andy, mm-hmm. and uh, and Johnny Casino. And just kind of like... Because I think it was their first time playing. I, I think they asked me on Twitter if I wanted to join, but I was asleep. Uh, they don't even do they even know what time zones are no probably that not <laughs> fairly inconsiderate or maybe they just don't even recognize where you, i don't know maybe they went backward no that wouldn't have worked either anyway i'm trying to let them off the hook and i'm, I'm yeah. finding it hard to do so i played that for a little bit and then uh i found some other friends playing some destiny and they were, they were in crucible and i'm like i'll play a, a round of crucible and that's it and then they quit playing crucible they jumped into strikes they're like come on the strikes with us i'm like okay <laughs> okay i guess i'm i guess I'm, and then it was an hour later and that yeah. was that was maybe seven hours ago now. So mm. I've changed a couple diapers since then. So that's yeah, cool. yeah. You're doing yeah, well. It's, it's good times, man. Good yeah. stuff. Good stuff. Um, normally I finish the show with what are you looking forward to for the rest of 2017? Anything other than Mario Odyssey? Player Unknown Battlegrounds. Nice, nice. I am you ex- your Xbox. Yeah. I I bought that's the reason I bought an Xbox One was to play this game because Microsoft announced at E3 that they're partnering with them and it's coming first to Xbox and so like me and my friend Mike uh, and Alex your like, friend yeah my my best friend Mike mm-hmm. not not Bobby's best friend <laughs> I, I've known Mike for years now yeah get away Bobby yeah um so we we like we're desperate to play this game and nice 
I'm so excited for it. I'm, I can't wait you know, to play with you. I'm yeah, I'm excited to the point where I might just buy it on PC just to play mm-hmm. it early and then I've get it too. and then get it on Xbox as well. So yeah, I don't know, man. But I'm excited for the. I'm I'm in the exact same place of if I didn't have like so many other things already going, like mm-hmm. the fact that it's got a release date, I can kind of like let that be. That's mm-hmm. the only thing. But like, I feel like if you and maybe just a couple other people pick it up and go, guys, Saturday, it's happening on PC, yeah. whatever the day ends up being. Like, yeah. just putting it out there. If, if somebody were to make a move, I don't really yeah, have... I'm not even, thing. like, hovering over the brakes. I'm hovering it, over the gas pedal. Exactly. Like, because I've got a pretty good laptop, but mm-hmm. it's quite an intensive game. And, like, my friend's got a good laptop, and my other friend's got a good PC. And it's like, we're all thinking, should we bite the bullet? Is it going to run well enough? Are we going to be at a disadvantage because we're not really PC players? Because you can mm-hmm. plug a controller in, but are you really at a huge disadvantage? So we're all, I'm in an R in about it. I think as soon, like you say, as soon as somebody pulls the trigger, we're all going to be in on it. So mm-hmm. oh yeah. man, okay. Well, I can't. Do you think it's just an optimization thing, like because it's indie, because it's early access, that that some of the weaker like PCs out there aren't able to run it? And is that um, coming? Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Uh, you know, every patch they either break something or they fix something. So, you know, that's just the way it is with yeah. those those sort of games, early access games. But you know, I read something interesting that um, because they're partnering with Microsoft, um, they're using Rare's Sea of Thieves Ocean engine. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, like so that is random. so cool because they were like, yeah, our game's great. It looks really cool, but the water physics aren't great so we think well, did that... I hear that you can't shoot through the water like the bullets stop when they hit the water i don't know maybe i don't but, know maybe i'm but, just spreading rumors now but yeah that so the thing is like if that they use that in their game can they then port that part of the game to ps4 if that ever comes like that's what i want or like what piece does microsoft get it sounds yeah. like everything i'm i feel like i'm repeating myself which is why i do this show the way that i do it so that i don't end up repeating what i hear on other shows but ultimately yeah. what i've heard is that like the ps4 version is just so far away mm. like that like they've they've yeah i hope it is because pc me too man i hope this is a true yeah. like console even just for the sake of what a console exclusive is or even a yeah. t- like I just hate all that messiness that comes with yeah. it and because people get really fed up with it. I just hope that this is an actual thing and not, not quite as flaky as some of the things we've seen in the past from Microsoft. Yeah. Okay, dude, why don't you, why don't we, why don't we finish there? We could go on forever because I could ask you about all the toys behind you and there's another shelf on the other side that I'm not really sure there's what I'm pl- even looking at. PlayStation 1 games on both of those shelves. Is that what that is? There's yeah. like 100 jewel cases over there. Yeah, and then at the top... We've got board games and card games. See, um, now that we're doing recurring guests, we'll have yeah. another show dedicated to that shelf. Yeah, all right then. <laughs> that sounds sweet. Well, tell everybody where they can find you and all the things that you're up to on the internet as if they didn't already know. All right, so you can find me on Twitter at Toby's underscore take. I occasionally tweet on there. I'm not I'm not a Twitter expert. Good sell, good sell. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mainly use it to poke fun at Bobby whenever I can. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I am on Instagram uh, at amiibo underscore workshop, so called oh, because of my that. amiibo <laughs> customization stuff. But yeah, we'll get into that next time, maybe. Okay. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, I'm obviously on the Nintendo PlayStation podcast on the Nintendo Guru channel. Nice, man. Well, this was awesome. I'm glad we finally got around to this, and we just waited for video. That was the whole thing. We just like yeah. 100 episodes, whatever. That doesn't count. We're on episode five. Yeah. Sweet, man. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you.
You know what? I'm going to go ahead and say it. That was Toby's best appearance on a podcast. No, I'm just kidding. Thank you so much. Toby Thornton, finally. Make sure, make sure I'm practicing how to talk here on the end of the podcast. Make sure to follow Toby at Toby's underscore takeys on Instagram, Amiibo underscore workshop. I can't believe that just happened. That was a Zelda. Of course, I had to play some Zelda music, by the way, everybody. That was from OC Remix. It was Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening Face your nightmares. That's pretty ominous. I don't think I knew that that's what the title was until I literally just said that. I've been copying and pasting it into my schedule, into the notes here, everywhere. But that's the first time I'm coming across that. It's, uh, face your nightmares. All right. If you say so, OC Remix. Thank you again for listening. And thank you to our brand new patrons, Mike Drummy, executive producer, by the way, and Jesse Sacken. Jesse, you are the man. I don't know if you're listening to this because uh, I came across you first on If We Ran Nintendo with Bobby, and I saw Bobby work his magic where I would have just like thought that's a that's a it's an angry commenter. Bobby says that's an engaged person. I thank you so much for supporting all these shows. It's thanks to you guys that we are becoming even better. Two more shows coming per month. I mentioned at the top of the show, we're going to have recurring guests. I know a lot of you guys who've been on the show have been asking for this, and it's going to happen. I'm going to make some time for it. Somehow, this is amazing. I, this is, as I said to Toby, this is the dream come true, and thank you guys so much for making it more and more a part of my life and is becoming more part of your lives. And I really appreciate you guys taking the time to listen and watch. Whatever you do, subscribing on iTunes, Google Play, YouTube.com slash WeTheNerdy. I'm going to try and do some more streaming. I was talking to Andrew Semichek from We The Nerdy, and I think I'm going to do some some like quick time reviews where maybe while I play a game, I'll be in the corner kind of like talking about what I think of the gaming, sort of like a review format, kind of a way so that I don't have to write a thousand words for a review. Um, it might even just be like quick impressions, my hot take, Sean's take instead of Toby's take. So... Let me know what you guys think of that. I, I'll, I'll try and jump into that pretty pretty quickly. Um, you can, remember, you can follow me on Twitter at Sean Capri, Sean like Connery Capri, like the pants. The show, We the Gamer Cast, all one word. Uh, I'm really proud of how the Xbox Drive is is doing. I'm really enjoying that show. I, I do it while I drive to work. It's on iTunes and Google Play. You find it on dayspace.com. Also, uh, the Xbox Drive. Dot com. That's that's a place. So uh, yeah, thank you guys. Patreon.com slash make us better. My reviews for Project Cars 2 is on We The Nerdy right now. And later this week will be WRC 7. It's a rally game, uh, rally racing. So I, I'm sort of on the racing circuit right now on the review scores. Thank you to our artists, Gary Gray and Adam Leonard, our video designer, Antonio Guillen. Remember, this show is powered by the Dayspace Network of Podcasts, where you can find other, find other great shows, such as the Nintendo PlayStation Podcast, Topic Nintendo, the Warp Whistle Podcast, the Xbox Drive, so many other great shows, so check out dayspace.com. Otherwise, this is episode 105. It's in your ears and your eyeballs. Thank you again for listening. I'll be back next week. I hope you're there too. Now it's time for Jason. 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 Jason! 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 Sean! 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 Sean, where are you? 
Jason! 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 Sean! 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 Jason! 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 Jason!